Hello and welcome to the latest in a mini-series of podcasts um, that we are going to do for you, concentrating on redundancy with myself, Ian Abel. And me, Daryl Smith. Uh, with the furlough scheme ceasing from the end of September 2021, sadly, it is likely to mean that some businesses will have to make some redundancies. Initially, the content of this podcast is aim- aimed at both employers and employees to give you an overview of redundancy. We'll then have some specific podcasts relating to fair processes, both to employers and employees, and then we will conclude with some more generic information regarding um, redundancy payments and the practicalities of being made redundant. Statutory definition of redundancy encompasses three different types of situation. So we have business closure, we've got workplace closure, and we've got the reduction of a workforce. And dismissal on the grounds that the employee was redundant is potentially fair. Redundancy applies where the reason for dismissal is wholly or mainly attributable to the employer doing one of three things. Either ceasing or intending to cease to carry on the business for the purposes for which the employee was employed by it, also known as a business closure. Ceasing or intending to cease to carry on that business in the place where the employee was employed, this is known as a workplace closure. Or finally, they may have a reduced requirement for the employees to carry out work of a particular kind or to carry out a particular kind at the place where the employee was employed to work, essentially a a reduced requirement for employees. In order to ensure that a dismissal for redundancy is fair, an employer must establish that redundancy is the real reason for the dismissal and that the employer acted reasonably in the circumstances in treating the redundancy as a reason for dismissing the employee. We'll come back to this a little bit later in the podcast. Redundancy should only be considered as a very last resort and there is a duty on the employer to consider all other options prior to making redundancies. Initial considerations that the employer should consider include suspending or restricting recruitment, Uh, reduction or removal of overtime opportunities, not renewing the contracts of contractors or ceasing or reducing the the use of agency workers, etc. Where 20 or more employees are due to be redundant over a period of 90 days, this is called uh, usually referred to as collective consultation and the employer has a duty under legislation to do a couple of things. The first one is to inform and consult appropriate representatives Um, Where 100 or more redundancies are proposed, that consultation must begin at least 45 days before the first dismissal takes takes effect. And for less than 100, but more than 20 redundancies, the consultation period is 30 days. Uh, The second obligation uh, under statute is to notify the Secretary of State, but in practice, it's actually the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. Um, uh, and you must inform them at least 45 days before any dismissal takes place where the employer is proposing to miss 100 uh, or more employees within the 90-day period. Where it's uh, less than 100, uh, the notification period is 30 days. Uh, If you fail to do either of those things as an employer, uh, a tribunal may award up to 90 days pay in respect of each employee where there has been a failure to inform and consult, uh, and this is also referred to as a protective award. Uh, an, an employer may also be fined if they fail to notify the Secretary of State. Whenever there is an obligation to consult collectively, the employer will also need to ensure that it follows a fair procedure in relation to the individuals, uh, consulting with them properly, as failure to do so could result in a claim for unfair dismissal. The tribunal must consider whether the decision to dismiss an employee was within the range of conduct that a reasonable employer could have adopted. Case law has previously established that an employer will not normally uh, act reasonably um, unless, uh, and that dismissal will therefore be unfair, unless they warn and consult employees or the representatives about the proposed redundancy. They adopt a fair basis on which to select redundancy, so an employer must identify an appropriate pool of 
potentially redundant employees and must select to use an objective criteria. And they also need to consider suitable alternative employment. So an employer must search for, and if it's available, offer alternative suitable employment uh, within its organisation. When considering the fairness of any dismissal for redundancy, consultation with employees prior can be fundamental. A number of matters should be discussed with individual employees depending on the circumstances, but usually the decision uh, in terms of the discussion should include the following. An, an opportunity for the employee to comment on the basis for the selection, if applicable. An opportunity for the employee to challenge the redundancy selection assessment and to explain any factors that might have led to their selections uh, or which the employer might not have been aware. Uh, an opportunity for the employee to put forward any suggestions for ways to avoid the redundancy and consideration of any alternative employment positions that may exist. So that's the end of our first redundancy-related podcast. The next episode will be focused on employees and trying to provide some advice as to what a fair redundancy process might look like, amongst other things. We hope you've enjoyed. Thank you very much. Oakwood Solicitors, the experts in employment law claims. For any inquiries, please call 0113 200 9787 or email us at inquiries at oakwood Anything contained in this podcast is for information purposes only and not intended to be specific legal advice.